0: Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour. (laughs) Bonjour. I am so grateful to join with you today. And I'm excited for our topic, which is about staying connected to spirit. And this is one of those topics that uh, somebody asked me to discuss in the radio program, and I'm all too happy to oblige Uh it is my joy to cover any topic, really. it is i I have no resistance or aversion to any topic that I am aware of, and uh, I am grateful that we can join together in uh, transcending time and space together and recognizing the fullness of love. From wherever we are, so many people tell me that they listen to the radio show when they first get up in the morning and they're getting ready to leave the house for the day or do whatever they're going to do for the day. And people tell me all the time that they fall asleep listening to me, which I only take as a compliment. Um People tell me all the time that they feel my voice is comforting, and I lull them to sleep. So I don't take it as I'm boring, uh, but that I'm successfully uh, supporting people and being more peaceful and relaxing, which is something that is extremely important to me, so that we can see and feel and hear and know the voice for God. So let's dive into our topic today. And as always, we begin with a blessing and a prayer. We're starting with being connected to spirit. Mm -hmm.
1: Ah, So we take that breath. I've heard it said that
0: inspiration comes in on the breath. So the breath has become very important to me. I place my hand in my heart to remind myself I'm wholeheartedly available for staying connected to spirit, to hearing the voice, the divine celestial voice, the heavenly voice. Grateful and thankful, we open our hearts, we open our minds to the free flow of love. Love is the only power that there is. We are grateful to join together for the purpose of relinquishing Any attachment we have to the belief that there is more than one power, there is just this one power, it is the power of love, it refreshes and renews us in every moment. We're awakening to the love that we are. We're awakening to the full realization that we have always been united in love. The fullness of love has never diminished No matter what blocks to love we've put up in our mind and our heart, the fullness of love has always been ours, and we are grateful to accept it and to receive it right now. We're consciously declaring our intention to stay connected with spirit, to give up all sense of separation. We're choosing to accept the atonement for ourselves and to remember and recognize fully and forever that we are one, one in God, one with God, and one with God is the majority. So all fear dissolves in the awareness of oneness. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all as we dedicate ourselves to this remembrance, this knowing. In gratitude, we let the healing be. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen. 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 Mm. Yes. Well, staying connected with Spirit is staying connected in Spirit, and uh, as you probably already know, A Course in Miracles tells us to not to seek for love, but to seek for the blocks to love that we have. Built up in our heart, in our mind. That's where our attention goes. And when we really put our attention on relinquishing the blocks in our mind to love, every day is a healing day. Just think of that. Every day is a healing day. Of Course in Miracles doesn't really speak about vibration but we're lifted up to a higher vibration where we can see and feel and hear and know more clearly the truth when our attention is on being loving, being grateful, being kind, being compassionate, being generous.
1: All of these are expressions of our willingness. Our willingness is all it really is. It's hard to imagine that our willingness could give us
0: everything that we think we want. Everything. All expressions of happiness and joy, health and wholeness, freedom, our willingness can bring it all. And many, many people have told me
1: that their healing truly began as mine did from surrender. From surrendering the attachments to having it be my way. So, one of the things that uh, I really feel very honored to support
0: people in, is healing physical, mental, emotional distress, pain of all kinds. A Course in Miracles tells us that pain is a wrong perspective. And it tells us that we don't have to figure out how to change our perspective. Indeed, it's not even possible for us to do it. So, we can let the Holy Spirit do it. Our job is simply to be willing and available to work with the Holy Spirit and not resist. And resistance can be very intense. I've seen it in myself. For years, I prayed to release all resistance and reluctance and to open myself to God. It's still my prayer every day. Show me The evidence of the resistance and reluctance. Show me how to release it more fully. Take it from me. Making these offerings to the Holy Spirit, because the
1: Holy Spirit cannot take from us anything that we value. So, our journey of awakening is a journey of giving up the blocks to love, the things that we've treasured,
0: our interpretations of events, the meaning that we've made of things. Uh, I was just telling someone who uh, doesn't live in the United States, does not follow the news of the United States about what is happening in our country right now with uh, all the distress around children being incarcerated in cages and um, taken from their parents and the ones that have been taken, how are they going to be reunited with their parents, these kinds of things. And
1: just uh, saying that it was um, bringing up tremendous amounts of uh, upset. and. What I noticed, uh, I sure noticed this in myself, that I used
0: to, that used to be I could be upset all day long, all week long, all year long about something like an issue in the news and put huge amounts of energy into being upset about it, to, into huge amounts of energy into managing and coping with how I felt
1: and huge amounts of energy and talking about it with others, reading about it, thinking about it, and none of that was helpful to anyone. It was self-destructive and not helpful to anyone.
0: Now, God uses everything for good So, And this I know, I've proven it a gazillion times, and so what I can see now is I learned through that experience of painful suffering that that is not a good use of my energy or my time or my awareness, my money, my abilities, my gifts and talents, so being able to be very articulate and talk about it and argue with people about it in conversations over dinner or at work or in the family or things like that, that I got very, very skilled at that. And now I can use those skills to speak for God rather than against God. So that's a good thing, and I'm grateful for that. But. I invested many, many, many years, decades of my life in being a very effective complainer. Meaning, I really used up my energy. I really brought my vibration down. I was really able to engage and convince others to come down to the lower vibration with me. And to give the low vibration their attention and to invest in it and think it was all so real. And none of that was helpful at the time when we can learn from it. You know, pain is a way to learn through things and to learn about things and to discover that pain is not helpful. But I already knew pain wasn't helpful. I already knew complaining wasn't helpful. I already knew all that. I didn't need to prove it anymore.
1: So now I can still give those things my attention
0: and be prayerful about it, hold a high intention to energize that it's being transformed. And what I do notice is that more people are
1: moving in that direction than in the direction of tearing things down. I heard on the news recently that there was a group
0: that decided to raise, they wanted to raise $1,500 for the legal fees for a family. And in a, within... I want to say twenty-four hours or thirty-six hours. They raised fifteen million. Their goal was fifteen hundred. They raised fifteen million. I wonder how much it's been now. It's been many days since then. So people are now much more interested in doing something constructive. Uh, the the president instituted this policy and thought it was great and then there was so much backlash that he for the first time ever decided against it but he, he couldn't admit that it was his policy he had to blame it on others but it was his policy and the policy of his just his justice department and his attorney general was carrying
1: out his wishes and but it happened so fast that things changed and that this
0: president was willing to change his mind about something was really remarkable. So to me that's evidence that when we're prayerful, when we're intentional, and I have so much evidence I don't need to prove it anymore. But what I'm the point I'm making here is when we stay connected with spirit, even when things seem distressing in the world and we don't say, oh, that's bad and that's wrong. Instead, we say, that is being transformed. That's what I learned to do. That, that's how I stay connected to spirit. To me, it's, it's not some esoteric thing that I have to be meditating and chanting and feel certain things and think certain things. No, it's not that at all. What it is, is that I am
1: choosing to hold it in love. That's how I stay connected to spirit. I
0: see the eternal nature of God's love working in, through, and around everything. So, this particular issue, I don't feel upset by it. Because I am Absolutely 100% knowing that God means it for good, that these children, these families, and all these people involved in this experience are part of a movement in consciousness for us to end
1: racism and torturous terrorist acts.
0: Do I understand it completely? I don't, but I have complete faith that it is being transformed. And so my job in staying connected to spirit, even in the face of something that would really be upsetting. My job is to know that everything is working together for the good of all, the highest and best is unfolding, that everyone is operating from a place of love, that the energetics are being transformed, that these children on a spiritual level have volunteered to support the shifting of this racist regime. In some way, shape, or form, I hold that it's happening. That's one way that I stay connected to spirit. I don't buy into things. So, and if I get tweaked, then I know this is my opportunity to have a healing in my mind. So I'm going to refer to uh, chapter 16 here, section and I love the name of this section it's called The Power of Holiness The Power of Holiness yes, I just love that because if you think about the power of our holiness is the power of love it is the only power in the world so it may look as though a Regime of racist, racist white men are having their way, but that's a perception. It may look as though a bunch of criminals, dark skinned criminals, are trying to get into this country. That's a perception. All perceptions are, that's all we're feeling if we're upset and we're in pain. It's all perceptions from our perspective. Each one participating is part of God, we could say a child of God, an expression of God, each one perfect holiness. Each one on a mission from the higher Holy Spirit self to bring the darkness to the light. We can make no exceptions. No exceptions. None. That's how we stay connected to spirit. No exceptions. When we make exceptions and say, this one is bad, and this one is wrong, this one is not good, and this one is
1: better, then we are absolutely disconnecting from God. It's true. So, the power
0: of holiness, it begins with, you may still think that holiness is impossible to understand, because you cannot see how it can be extended to include everyone. And you've been told that it must include everyone to be holy. Concern yourself not with the extension of holiness, for the nature of miracles you do not understand. So, here that sentence could be a little challenging to follow, so the nature of miracles you do not understand, and I've done episodes of this broadcast on uh being miracle minded that's one you might be interested in looking at. that was a really good one miracle mind- being miracle minded people really liked that one um so being miracle minded is understanding that Miracles happen at the level of the mind, not at the level of form. What we call a miracle in form, like a miraculous healing of a brain tumor, let's say. The miracle is not the healing of the brain tumor. The miracle is in the shifting, in the awareness that brought forth the manifestation in form. So all healing is at the level of the mind, and all transformation really is at the level of the mind, and then it trickles down to the world of form. So understanding the nature of miracles is simply to understand that miracles are of the mind, all healing is at the level of the mind. So we don't have to concern ourselves with the extension of holiness, he's saying here, for the nature of miracles, you do not understand. So, I don't think we have to labor to understand anything. That has not been helpful to me. In fact, it's not the best use of my time to try to understand anything. In fact, you can, when you read A Course in Miracles or study or do the lessons, you can say, Spirit, show me that I already know this. Show me that this truth on this page is written in my heart, and it's so familiar to me. It's my very essence to know this, to live this. Any obstacles in my mind to understanding it, to living it, to being grateful for it, please take them now. I relinquish with great gratitude any and all attachments to the blocks of my knowing and remembering
1: this truth. So, it goes on to say, nor do you do them, you don't do
0: miracles. It is their extension, far beyond the limits you perceive, that demonstrates you do not do them. So, when our minds are shifted, in other words, when we are giving up, the thoughts of separation, and we are allowing and accepting and grateful for the thoughts of unity, which is why all this racism coming to the surface now and being exposed is so helpful to us in relinquishing thoughts and beliefs and treasures of separation. It's not a bad thing that's happening, it's helpful. It's bringing things to the light. You know, we can bring things to the light with ease and with grace and with gentleness, but when we cling to things and think we need them, then the ease and the grace that we could experience is not desired. It's not valued. You know, I have felt uh, this way, and uh, I've had... Other spiritual students, very strong, beautiful spiritual students say they felt the same way, where they're uh, engaged in some kind of self-medication, some kind of distraction from the awakening and the acceleration of healing, that they take side roads and detours and self-sabotage, self-medication, self-destruction, distractions. And then feel guilty about it, uh, that in all that self-medication and distraction and all of that, there's a sense of, you know, this pleasure of the body, whatever it is, drinking, smoking, sex, uh, alcohol, whatever the thing is that is the distraction, the self-medication, watching TV forever and ever, or even exercising, even cleaning, all kinds of things that we do to try and prove our
1: worth or deny how we feel. That sometimes we feel like, this is all I
0: have. You know, this alcohol is all I have. This smoking is the only thing I have. This food, this ice cream, this chocolate this sex, this whatever it is, these drugs, these are the only things
1: I have that I enjoy. And so that's why it says here,
0: we don't do miracles. We don't let the miracle is when we give up the block to love. We don't do it because we treasure the block to love in some way, shape, or form. We don't trust God. We fear God. We fear that God is going to punish us because we believe that we're bad. And so the challenge is at the level of the mind. It's not at the level of behavior. And staying connected to God is through the mind. It's not at the level of the behavior. so much more to share on this topic it is uh, time for me to take a break here I'm Jennifer Hadley and you are listening to A Course in Miracles we're living the love, we're walking the talk on Unity Online Radio and I'll be right back Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk Welcome back. We're talking about staying connected to spirit, and we're talking about the power of holiness and the nature of miracles. It says uh, a little bit further down here in this section uh, in paragraph 7. So we're in the text Chapter 16, Section 2, Paragraph 7. This is a year of joy. Because remember, the text companies, the workbook, 365 Days. This is a year of joy in which your listening will increase and peace will grow with its increase. So the more we stay connected with spirit, the more we listen to spirit— And it's not with the ears, obviously, it's with the the mind. Uh, The more our peace will grow. People are always looking to have more peace. Listening to spirit is how more peace will come. But the ego will do everything it can. The whole thought system of the ego is built around the idea that If we listen to God, we will have less happiness because God is going to make us be austere and give up everything we think we love. So We're going to have to give up sex. We're going to have to give up all the pleasures of the body. We're going to have to give up complaining, which we enjoy so much. We're going to have to give up gossiping, which makes us feel powerful. We're going to have to give up our attack thoughts, which we Trevor. We're going to have to give up thinking these people are bad and these people are wrong. We're going to have to give up our anger and our resentment we're going to have to give up the guilt and the blame and the shame. We're going to have to give up all these things which we've worked so hard to
1: make. And so, this is why we don't want to listen to the voice
0: for God. Because we recognize that, yeah, in order to, if if Spirit is... And and this was so my experience every day for so long that I'd pray to hear God more clearly, to be more aligned with God, to love more fully, to be more patient, to be more kind, to be more generous, to stop being mean, to stop attacking and judging and complaining, et cetera, et cetera. And then always Right away, Spirit, I'd be judging and complaining in my mind, and Spirit would say, basically, there would be some feeling, some thought, some
1: nudge to give up that belief, that complaint. And I would think,
0: but I'm so right about how wrong they are. I have to be vigilant for how wrong they are. No, that was not helpful to me. I argued with God and Spirit and my higher Holy Spirit self, all the same thing, really. For so long, arguing for my limitations, arguing for my suffering and the root causes of it to continue. So it says, this is a year of joy in which your listening will increase and peace will grow with its increase. The power of holiness and the weakness of attack are both being brought into your awareness. And this has been accomplished in a mind firmly convinced that holiness is weakness and attack is power. Should not this be a sufficient miracle to teach you that your teacher is not of you? So our teacher, the Holy Spirit, is not of us, of our personality. It says, but remember also that whenever you listened to God's interpretation or the Holy Spirit's interpretation, the results have brought you joy. Would you prefer the results of your interpretation, that brings you so much pain, considering honestly what they have been? God wills you better. Could you not look with greater charity on whom God loves with perfect love? Could you not look with greater charity, greater compassion on whom God loves with perfect love? You know, one of my favorite expressions of Jesus from the New Testament is such a clear and poignant teaching. I, I hear it echo in my mind all the time. He said, What you do to the least of them, you do to me. So, the least of them, the ones who don't seem to have power in this world, the ones that seem to be in poverty, the ones that seem to be defenseless like children, what you do to the least of them, you do to me.
1: This is what we can recognize and be aware of, that when... And, and you know, wouldn't someone
0: who feels that it is valuable and important to place children in cages or incarcerate them. Take infants less than a year old from their parents with no plan to return them. Someone who thinks that's a good idea has lost their mind, right? They've lost their compassion. They've lost their kindness. They've, they don't see the unity of all life. We don't need to judge them. We must pray for them. Pray for those who despitefully use us. That's what our charge is. That's what our opportunity is. And the least of us are the ones who lack compassion and, In their day-to-day experience, that's for sure. So, there's an opportunity for us in every moment to have compassion for the ones who don't have compassion. So, in the expression in the Bible, the least of them, it's not that they're less than, of course not. All is one, how can there be a less than? There's no such thing. In the unity of all life, how could there even be better than or less than? It's just a perception that causes pain. But least of them, meaning those who are not living in their heart, those who don't seem to have power in the world, that's what Jesus meant. It goes on here. Do not interpret against God's love. So God loves all perfectly without judgment. Do not interpret against God's love. So don't judge. For you have many witnesses that speak of it so clearly, speak of God's love so clearly, that only the blind and deaf could fail to see and hear them. This year, Determined not to deny what has been given you by God. Awake and share it, for that is the only reason He has called you. His voice, God's voice, has spoken clearly, and yet you have so little faith in what you have heard because you have preferred to place still greater faith in the disaster you've made. Today, let us resolve together. To accept the joyful tidings that disaster is not real and that reality is not disaster. Reality is safe and sure and wholly kind, completely kind to everyone and everything. There is no greater love than to accept this and be glad. For love asks only that you be happy and will give you everything that makes for happiness. You have never given any problem to the Holy Spirit he has not solved for you, nor will you ever do so. You have never tried to solve anything yourself and been successful. Is it not time you brought these facts together and made sense of them? So, it says, let's just be really clear, I think this is so helpful to us. The greatest love is for us to accept that our opinions and our judgments are not helpful, that they are creating the upset, and that perfect love is what everyone is. Let us see only that. It's also saying that we haven't ever given a problem to the Holy Spirit that hasn't been solved for us nor could we give a problem to the Holy Spirit that wouldn't be solved for us. And, simultaneously, let us also be aware that we've never tried to solve anything ourselves and been successful. So, let's clarify this, because to me, this was a turning point for me in this awareness. So, when I give a problem to the Holy Spirit, for healing. And I learned this from my counseling clients because people would say, well, here's my problem. I can remember when, um, oh, I think when George Bush was, George W. was first being elected and then reelected, and people were so stressed out about the election and coming to me for counseling. And they had so much fear. Uh, I remember when Obama was running and the first time, the people had so much fear. What if he's not elected? What if he is elected? And I had spiritual students who wanted each outcome. So some spiritual students really thought if, you know, Obama loses uh, that'll be disaster for humanity if obama wins that will be disaster for humanity both beliefs opinions judgments held by spiritual students doing the same spiritual work right perception is projection pain is a wrong perspective So I've seen so much of this. It really, really helped me to get it, that we think the problem is, what if this person is elected? We think the problem is, what if this person changes the laws? We think that, oh, the problem is that I don't have any money. The problem is my spouse is unfaithful to me. We think the problem is my child is on drugs. We think the problem is my boss hates me, right? The problem is always out there in those scenarios. And all the upset that I feel is because of what's going on in the world.
1: So it says here, just to remind you again... You have never given any problem to the Holy Spirit. He has not solved for you, nor will you
0: ever do so. So another way to say that is, the Holy Spirit will solve every problem you give to Him. So remember that in the cause and effect section, Jesus says, Don't ask me to take away your fear. The feelings of fear, the feelings of anxiety, the feelings of worry, the feelings of distress— are helpful to you. They help you to recognize that your thinking is impaired. Your thinking is manifesting in the form that causes you to believe things aren't good. But it's your original belief that things aren't good that's manifesting as that form. So you're never upset for the reason you think. Lesson 5. Never upset for the reason I think. I'm upset because I'm holding an unloving, unkind, false thought. So in these different circumstances, we think the problem is something that's happening to us, but that is not the problem. Let us give the problem to the Holy Spirit. So that's what the cause and effect section is about. Jesus says, don't ask me to take the fear away. Ask me to remove the cause of fear. That's where I can help you. The cause of fear is your belief. I can remove your belief if you're willing to let it go. But let's say we believe that uh, it's not possible to uh, have happiness if we're not at our ideal weight. If we believe that it's not possible for us to have a happiness unless the person we think we love loves us and wants to live with us and marry us and and dedicate themselves to a relationship with us. We think we can't be happy if we don't have this job or that job. We think we can't be happy if our loved one is a drug addict. But these things are not true. I discovered so much learning in this area when my mom was so sick and her body was seeming to die. How could I be happy and joyful when my mom's body is so sick? Well, I learned that happiness and joy are not conditional, that I could be happy and joyful Because the love was flowing between my mother and myself. The obstacles to love in our heart, in our mind, in our awareness were being dissolved and love was really flowing. And that made me happy. That made me
1: joyful. Feeling that flow of love was wonderful. I didn't need to judge what
0: was going on in the body. I didn't need to make it real. The love was so real, it it became my focus. Was I able to hold it 100% of the time? I was not. But more and more. It taught me so much. I'm grateful for that experience now. Of course, I'm not grateful that my mom was so ill and passed away. But, you know... My mother was a complainer until she got really sick. But she stopped complaining when she got really sick. She said, I don't have time for that anymore. Once she got a terminal diagnosis, she said, I don't have time for that anymore. Don't have time to be unloving. I don't have time to be judgmental. I don't have time to complain. Don't have time for it.
1: It's a beautiful teaching that she revealed to me. So, we've never
0: given any problem to the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit hasn't solved for us. Nor will we ever do so. You know, we don't give the problem to the Holy Spirit. Instead, we ask the Holy Spirit for what we think is the resolution of the problem. I invite you to consider What is something that you believe is a problem?
1: What is something that you believe is a problem? Let's say if we say, not enough money, illness
0: in the body, relationship challenges. We don't really know what the problem is. What we know is the effect. So the problem is actually the cause, which is in the mind. This is what it talks about in the cause and effect section. So we don't have to know what the thought is in the mind that's causing the appearance, the manifestation, the demonstration. All we have to do is be willing to give the problem to the Holy Spirit for healing. Stop trying to solve it ourselves. I've demonstrated this so many times, where what I do is I mentally place it on the altar. That's why I like having an altar in the house, is you mentally place it on the altar. You give
1: it to Spirit. Say, Spirit, there's a problem in my mind, that's showing up
0: as this experience in the world. Please take the root cause of it out of my mind so I never experience it again. So I'm not subject to this belief anymore. Whatever the belief is, I know it must be false, because the manifestation is bothering me. It's an irritant like sand in an oyster. Spirit, I know you can make it into a pearl. Please do so now. I am willing to let go of all attachments to the root cause, known or unknown, felt or not felt, recognized or unrecognized. I've never tried to solve anything myself and been successful. I'm not going to try any more. You will always be successful. Therefore, I am putting you in charge. And then what will happen is um, the temptation will be to take the problem back. Because God's not fixing it. It's persisting. And so the temptation is to say, You know, I gave this to God, I put it on the altar, I asked God to resolve it, but nevertheless, I am seeing that this problem is persisting. I can't trust God. God doesn't love me, I am not worthy of God's love, God doesn't really care for me, God likes other people better than me, I am not the chosen one, I am the tortured one. All these different ego thoughts come up for healing. Tons of them, right? They're all coming up for healing. And as they do, they pop into our mind like popcorn or <laughs> like popcorn popping or bubbles rising to the surface on a lake. Think of a bubble rising to the surface on the lake. It opens and it is released. Now, where did it go? It's gone. It's not a bubble anymore. It's not a problem anymore. So we can see, literally see in our mind's eye, the belief, the cause, whether we know it or
1: recognize it, have any idea what it is, we can visualize it, yeah, we can visualize it like a bubble rising to the surface of the lake. And being opened, popping, bursting, being expressed,
0: released, dissolved, resolved permanently back to the root cause. So we give it all to the Holy Spirit for healing. We don't have to understand it. There's no part of the healing that requires our understanding. So many times in my own experience of healing at the level of the mind,
1: it's just a simple realization. Oh, I was doing that incorrectly. Not helpful to me. <laughs>
0: so I can let that go. And I'm so grateful that I can let it go. I'm so grateful that I can change my mind. I'm so grateful that the Spirit is leading me and guiding me. I'm so grateful that transformation is happening. And many, many times through doing this process, things that used to really, really irritate me and bother me, I don't even think about them anymore. And then one day, a year after the last time I thought about it, I go, oh my God, I just realized that thing that used to bother me every day. I can't even remember. It's like someone in one of my classes who's doing this work with me had a realization, oh my God, I've had chronic pain for years and I just realized right now in this moment that I haven't experienced it in a month. How could my chronic pain disappear and I don't even realize it for a month? And how did my chronic pain disappear The physical chronic pain when nothing changed in my body, my routines, nothing, because all healing is at the level of the mind. And this is why I do what I do. This is why I have this radio show, because if one person listens to one part of one broadcast and has a realization, because we're joining together, that's a beautiful thing. Hey, I want to share with you that uh, I'm doing teacher trainings with John Mundy in August. So if you'd like to learn how to write inspiration and teach workshops... And give a great inspirational talk, three different retreats John and I are doing, three different events. Come to one, two, or three of them, and you can find the details at jenniferhadley.com. Also, right now is the time of my Finding Freedom Boot Camp. So I just did my Freedom from Fear free class and talking a little bit about what finding freedom is about. It's about working at the level of the mind, applying these teachings of A Course in Miracles in ways that are profoundly helpful and healing. And I'm inviting you to check it out, Finding Freedom, uh, with A Course in Miracles teachings, uh, applying them day by day. It's a powerful, comprehensive program, and it's available right here, right now. We've got payment plans for everything we offer. I'm so grateful to share with you today. Let's take that breath and know that the love of God is shining in our hearts and minds now and forever. We are grateful and thankful to let it be. And so it is.
1: Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Have a great week.